Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Elliot Towsley, and this is the DeNovo Agency Podcast. Here to talk about the music industry in general, where it's going, how to perfect it, and how it impacts you as an independent artist. What we're going to do is run down a few things happening in the music industry today, do a little bit of Q&A from our Instagram page. Of course, I'm going to rant about some things on Instagram that pissed me off. But today we're going to start with a little bit of in music history. Today is Tuesday, October 1st, 2019. And on this date in 1966, Jimi Hendrix appeared live for the first time in the UK when he jammed with Cream at their gig in London at the Polytechnic. Hendrix made his official UK live debut a month later on Friday, the 25th of November, 1966, when the Jimi Hendrix experience appeared at the Bag O'Nails Club in London. Unfortunately, three years later on the same day, Jimi Hendrix was buried at the Greenwood Cemetery at the Dunlop Baptist Church in Seattle. Among the mourners were Miles Davis, Eric Burden, Johnny Winter, and members of Derek and the Dominoes. Going on a little bit further in 1994, and things that didn't age well, the Daily Mirror in the UK printed a photo of Michael Jackson in a Boy Scouts master uniform, along with five young Boy Scouts. Uh, The Boy Scouts later came out and made a statement saying that Jackson had no association with the organization. Uh, I don't know, I don't even need to make a joke, but uh, the irony in there is palpable. Uh, Moving forward on to 2007, the Spice Girls and their London reunion concert sold out in 38 seconds after fans were notified the tickets had gone on sale. More than a million people in the United Kingdom registered for this concert that was to be held on the 15th of December at the O2 Arena. The Spice Girls are really bringing me back. I remember listening to that more than I would like to admit when I was a kid. Also here on October 1st, 2019, let's bring it up to the modern time here. Uh, We're going to take a look at the top 10 songs on the Billboard Hot 100. Coming in at number 10, still on the charts, is Lil Nas X with Old Town Road. Number 9 is Post Malone with his track with Young Thug with Goodbyes. He follows that at number 8, Post Malone coming in with Circles. Number 7, Billie Eilish with Bad Guy. Number six, we have Lil Nas X again coming in with Panini. That's followed by Chris Brown and Drake with their No Guidance song, up two spots from seven last week. Number four, we have Lil Tecca with Ransom. Number three, we have Louis Capaldi, someone you loved, up another spot from last week. Number two, staying at number two is Sean Mendez with Senorita. And number one, Lizzo, Truth Hurts. Now, Lizzo is a perfect example of something that we tell clients all the time. You do not need to promote new music in order to create new buzz. And Lizzo came out with this song more than two years ago, and now it's becoming the hit that it is, the viral sensation that is Lizzo. Perfect example of marketing old music, quote-unquote old music. Music is only new or I'm sorry, music is only old to those of the people who have heard it before. Music is still new to everyone who hasn't heard it. You don't need to make 200 new songs. You could have one song and remarket it 200 different times to 200 different audiences and find much better results. But off topic, 
Let's get off of Lizzo and let's talk about some more news this week in terms of charts. The RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America today, updated some statistics on Drake and his most popular songs. With He was given some new awards this week. But what was really going down is that his song, God's Plan, is now considered a diamond single. Joining only Eminem, Macklemore, and Wiz Khalifa to be rappers on this list. Eminem has the most. He has three diamond singles with Lose Yourself, Not Afraid, and Love the Way You Lie. Macklemore had Thrift Shop, and Wiz Khalifa had See You Again. Drake has many hits, but this could very well go down as his biggest one, considering how small of a group he is now part of as rappers with diamond singles. And now, this. Music industry news, brought to you by DeNovo Agency. Takashi 69 back in the news, saying that the rappers hating on him are just jealous and washed up has-beens. Of course, Takashi 69 is claiming that once he gets out of jail and after he's snitched on everyone in the Treyway gang, that uh, he's going to keep pursuing a rap career. Uh, I don't know how that is going to be perceived by his fans and his gangster persona. We'll see if it can stand up against being called a snitch. We have rappers from all over the game giving their opinion. And that's, of course, after Takashi 69 has said that he thinks that anyone in the rap game who's spoken ill of him since his whole legal ordeal began are not only envious of 6ix9ine, but threatened by him, afraid that he'll pass him up and leave him in the dust when he gets out and starts making hits again. And those are some pretty strong words for a whole lot of uh, fans out there who think that Takashi 6ix9ine is, uh, <laughs> I guess, an A-list Rapper, but uh, we've heard from people like Cardi B, 50 Cent, Meek Mill, 21 Savage, Snoop Dogg, Jim Jones. Uh, of course, there's more artists that have voiced their opinion and that are pissed. We've heard from The Game, Irv Gotti, and Jay Prince have all condemned 6ix9ine, saying that this behavior is unacceptable. Uh, let's not forget that Martha Stewart, <laughs> when faced with similar charges, gave up no information to the court. And here we are with Takashi 69 possibly getting away by uh, becoming a famous snitch. Don't know how that's going to work for the gangster persona he's built for himself. But uh, what I am excited about is to see uh, what he looks like if he does try to get all of his tattoos removed and if he has to go into witness protection. I think uh, I can't decide which he <laughs> which way he would look, which way would look worse um, before with all the six nine tattoos on his face or after with the scars of trying to remove them. <laughs> okay, but uh, next we're gonna go on to uh, my personally uh, the, my personal favorite segment is our Ask De Novo segment, and that's where we actually get to answer some of your questions from Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever it is you follow us. Um, if you don't follow us, follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram hat, uh, tag is at denovo.agency. And from there, we answer questions from clients and just artists and music fans all the time. Today, our first question today is from Basehead. He says, help me reach larger audiences in order to perform locally. 
and stuff like that. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is don't necessarily focus on where you're from. Uh, Luckily, Spotify and the Internet have given us all the ability to create a buzz in places where we aren't physically located in. If you're in a small town, even if you're in a big city, what tends to happen, at least when I've noticed when I was in a band and I've noticed for clients time and time again is they actually aren't getting a lot of support locally and the people that do know them, they may support them and they may like cheer them on and not necessarily discourage some sort of music business, but uh, they're not necessarily encouraging it or going out of their way to support it as well. What we see happen more often is if you can take some music and you can go and create a fan base somewhere else, say if you're from Austin, Texas, and even though that's a great music town, for whatever reason, you can't build a fan base in Austin, Texas. Well, if you're promoting your music and for whatever reason, you pick up 20,000 fans in the Seattle area and all of a sudden your songs are popping up, getting 100,000 streams or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that's causing people to say, who's this guy? Wait a minute, maybe I'm missing something. What happens is in wave two of that popularity is when the people closest to you will actually start paying attention. Uh, when they see that, wait a minute, if he's popular somewhere else, all of a sudden now it's cool to know this guy. And now all of a sudden they're going to be telling all their friends about how they grew up with you making music now that other people have deemed it acceptable to cheer you on. Uh, in order to get shows, what you need to do is make it clear to the person who owns the venue that they're not just throwing you a bone to be nice. People, artists forget that this is a business. The person running the venue, the person running the show, selling tickets, their job is to sell tickets. They do not necessarily care how good your music is. You could go to them and say, man, I got the best sounding demo in the world. It's got... I've spent two years mixing and mastering it. It's perfect. It sounds fantastic. They could be like, you know what? I think you're talented, but my job is to sell tickets. And if you don't have a fan base, you're not going to sell tickets. People typically don't go to concerts to find new music. They don't typically pay to go find new music. But if you can go to that same venue, same show, and you can say, hey, look, I've got 2,500 fans in, in your town, and... Me and I put together two or three other local guys that are going to come out here and perform. We think that we can get 600 people here at the show. Let's sell $5 tickets. Now, if you can provide an opportunity that they can clearly understand and see that they might not only break even but make money back, now they're actually intrigued and willing to help you because it's not necessarily help. It's a business transaction. They're getting something out of it too. Most venues and shows are not in the business of helping out musicians to throw them a bone just because. They are running a business. Their job is to make money. Their job is to sell tickets. Your job is to pitch yourself and show that you can sell tickets. Question number two. From Guapo Leal. I don't know how to say that, but uh, hey, thanks for the question. They ask, how to genuinely grow a fan base? That's a really broad question, but I'm going to bring this back to just business and marketing 101. Seems a lot of things, a lot of times with musicians and with music in general, our clients and artists in general seem to think that music and marketing are totally two different things. 
seems that they think that marketing a cell phone or marketing a pair of sneakers is different than marketing music. It's really not. You need to know who you're selling hoodies to. You need to know who you're selling sneakers to. If you're selling basketball shoes, why are you at the country club where they're buying tennis shoes? A lot of people, if you do not have a target audience, they're aimlessly throwing music around, playing musical chairs with a blindfold on in a pair of darts, throwing them around, hoping to get a bullseye just aimlessly. They don't have a target audience. They don't have a fan base. How to genuinely grow a fan base? You need to test the market. Just like in marketing any new product or service. You need to know genuine, generally where the low-hanging fruit is. Where are the people that are going to be your customers? Where's the next phase of people that you can perhaps convince to be your customers? And where's the area and where are the demographics of people who will never be your customers? That's fine. There are people who will never buy an Apple computer. There are people who will never buy Jordan sneakers. No matter how much awareness they have for the brands, they just will never do it. There are people out there who will never be a fan of you. And that's fine. You need to find the people who are fans of you, who can be fans of you, and who are like the people that like you. How do you genuinely grow a fan base This is all assuming that you have a quality product to begin with. Let's not lose sight of that. Let's keep in mind that assuming that you have a fantastic album cover, high quality studio recording of your song, it was mixed and mastered properly by a professional. If you have all of that done, on top of the actual song itself being catchy and being a quality song, let's assume you have all five of those things set up correctly and effectively. You could have the greatest song ever. Adele could write the best song of her life, the best song she's ever written. But if she doesn't market it correctly, and if she only puts it out on her Twitter at three in the morning once, it doesn't have the impact. The talent of the song itself can no longer just carry a song to absolute Stardom. It doesn't happen. Marketing will get a song to that level. The quality content will make it go further, but marketing is the engine. By t- once you test the market in playlist placements, running ads, however it is that you're going about acquiring information about who your target audience should be, You need to do exactly that. You need to refine a target. If you're running Instagram ads and you're just hitting automatic or you're saying, yeah, your new single comes out on Friday, I'm going to put $200 into an Instagram ad and I'm going to say interests, Drake. (laughs) I mean, come on. Your target audience is not people who like Drake. And what I mean, Drake, you guys could, could very well share a lot of fans, but you need to refine. You need to say, okay, I can't just market to people on planet Earth who like Drake. They'll like me. They'll like my music. My music's like Drake's. 
You need to know generally where your top five locations are. Where do you already have a buzz? It makes way more sense to pour fuel on a fire where a fire is already lit. Otherwise, you're just pouring gasoline on the ground. Doesn't matter if you don't have a match to light it with. You need to find where you already have a buzz. Take that buzz and triple down on it. Let that buzz get to the point where it grows itself. The more you have an organic buzz, the more you will better understand who your fans are. But going on under the hood on Spotify, the more its algorithm understands who your fans are. The more that the algorithm understands who your fans are, the more likely it is that the algorithm itself places you into these playlists and will grow your fan base for you. For free. If the Spotify algorithm is placing you organically in front of thousands of people, obviously that's what you want. It doesn't take a genius to know that. But how does it get to that point? The Spotify algorithm will never pick up your song and test the market for you just to be nice. Spotify is in the business of keeping the listeners happy. They're in the business of keeping the listeners in the audience of their playlists coming back for more. So how do they do that? They do not just randomly throw songs into rap caviar. They algorithm, their algorithm, to a T, will predict almost exactly how effectively a song will perform in a particular playlist because the algorithm is based on data. Your job is to find a way to get your song in front of the most people possible and let the algorithm take its course. When you're learning who your target audience is and who your similar artists are, the Spotify algorithm is doing the same. Here at DeNovo, we have a program where we're able to place songs in front of people exactly this way, and we've built an entire system and company around this. I call it the alley-oop. If we can put a song in 8 to 10 playlists or something like that, and each one has around 15,000 followers, call it 150,000. You're in front of 150,000 people for, the, for a month. And assuming you have a good song with a good album cover and a good mix and a good master and everything is dandy. What happens is once the Spotify algorithm sees what kind of person is listening to your song more than a few times, what kind of person is coming back and checking out that playlist and going right to your song, How many people are clicking on that song? How many people are then clicking on your artist page? What other songs do these people seem to like? Once the algorithm better understands you and your song, it will then help you generate a genuine fan base for you, for free. It's your job to get the song in front of that organic audience in the first place. It's your job to get the song in front of people to find who your target audience is. It's on you to put your song in front of an audience to generate the initial batch of data which is needed to then 
alley-oop into the Spotify algorithm working for you. Question number three. From Jungle Gambino, they ask, how do you target a certain audience? Well, Spotify for Artists has a lot of tools that will help start define a demographic for you. And what I mean by that is you want to know generally who's listening to your music. Are they generally male or female? How old do they seem to be? What locations do you seem to have the biggest buzz in? You need to find a particular audience because it costs, I'm assuming if you're if you're an independent artist and you're trying to find ways to do this on your own, you don't have a $300,000 budget that you can use to target everyone who watches BET. You don't have that kind of budget. What you can do is find pockets where you're already doing well. And on this level, a thousand listeners in a, in a small town in California or Pennsylvania is a good start. You can turn that one. It's, if say that's at one small school, if you get going and you generate a big buzz at one high school, that could lead to the next one a couple towns over. It's a snowball effect. You don't need to be placed in front of 10 million people for 10 days with 10 different songs in order to find a target audience. But how do you, once you attained some sort of demographics and you know generally, okay, my fan generally seems to be someone who's 23 to 28, they're most likely male and they seem to like Pusha T, Rick Ross, and Kanye West. Okay, well, what you do with that information is even though that's still pretty broad and rather general, it's better than saying, okay, Instagram, run an ad to everyone in the United States between 18 and 65 who's a fan of music, and let's go, baby, let's see what happens. My guess is if you're listening to this and you're an independent artist, just like me, you used to run ads just like that. That's ineffective. That's spraying and praying. And songs, unlike bullets, you can't just go make another one and reload. They come and go. Songs are finite just as just as creativity is. You can't just make another song every Tuesday and throw it out and just hope for the best. Maybe for a month or two you can. Eventually, those creative juices are going to run out and you're going to be out of ammo. Never have hitting a bullseye. Because you didn't even know where the target was in the first place. Once you have a basic understanding of who generally your fan is, it's you can more effectively reach that person, these types of people. And over time, as you go on and collect more data, your target audience will become more refined. The more refined a target, the easier it is to aim at it. Music, marketing music is not all that different than marketing a hoodie. You need to know who is going to be a fan of your brand. And then you need to market to begin with. Market where you already have some success. Where you're already seeing a buzz. Triple down on that buzz. Create enough buzz to then create leverage to grow in areas where you don't have a buzz.
But if you go in too weak, strung out too thin, and try to grow too quickly in areas where you're not going to succeed without a buzz behind you, you'll fail even quicker than just doing it like spraying and praying. You need to know who you're targeting. No matter how you go about getting information and getting data on an audience, you need to not only gather it, but you need to organize it and turn that data into an effective marketing plan. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the DeNovo Agency Podcast. My name is Elliot Towsley, and you can find me on Instagram at e.towsley or find us on Instagram at denovo.agency. As always, use hashtag AskDenovo and we'll answer some of your questions either in a video directly on our page or in our next podcast. Tune in. For more from DeNovo Agency.